We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. What's good, everybody, and welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I am your lovely host. Hopefully, it's lovely. Nick Day is at the Lame Show, is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum, is where you can find everything for this show. Shouts to everybody who sent us questions, whether it was through Twitter, Instagram. Got one through email. Shouts to that, 1999 style. And, of course, the Discord. All the members of the Patreon, you have access to the Discord server if you're in the $5 tier or higher. Shouts to all of you. A lot of different kind of questions. We got some baseball. We got some NBA. We got some life. We got some NFL. We got a lot here. Solo. Flying solo on this one. Couldn't get a guest. Alan had something to do. And my other buddy was stuck in traffic on his way back home from PA. So it's just me flying solo. And I think with the topics that are going to be discussed, it makes sense why it's a solo pod. So shout out to everyone that sent questions. We do have some housekeeping notes for the month of August. We have made changes to the Patreon, and the August contest is going to be a copy of Madden 21. So if you want to win a copy, we're doing a live drawing like we did for Roslo. Shouts to our girl Roslo, who won the Girlfriend Box. Roslo, if you're listening to this, congrats, number one. And number two, get in touch with me. Get in touch with me. DM me. Sign into the DMs. Hopefully, it's feet first. Shout out to the calf muscle in the video right now, which you can watch on YouTube, too. I'm getting very, very good at this. So... Folks, Madden 21, you need to be in the $10 tier or higher to be eligible for the drawing. And just to uh, explain something when it comes to that, anytime there's a contest giveaway, you are automatically going to be drawn in. You don't need to hit me up and be like, yo, I want to be entered in it. It is, I take everyone's name that's in the $10, $20, or $40 tier, and I throw you in a bucket, and I write your name down, and then I pick from there. So don't feel out of it if you haven't 
hit us up directly, hit up Phil in the Discord, hit up myself or hit up Alan or someone that's affiliated with VM and be like, yo, man, I want in on the drawing. You just need to be eligible for that said month for that tier. So shout to Razzle again. And of course, $10 tier or higher for the month of August, you get in on the Madden 21 giveaway depending on whatever system you want. We figure that out after the fact. And also, we're going to start getting names for the NFL Pick'em Contest. NFL Pick'em Contest. I forgot who won it last year, but they won a nice, nice prize. So, yeah, check out that stuff. And enough about that, man. Enough about that. I got the promotions out the way. We got a couple other ad reads we'll get to in a little bit. So, let's start it off. People's Podcast Edition, number 16, I believe. Hopefully, I'm right. This one comes in from Piz. Piz says, which player for the NFL that has opted out for COVID purposes do you think will be missed the most? So, Piz, great question, and I'm glad that you got it in after the Jawan James news because I do think right now, as I look at the landscape of the NFL, he's probably the most important one. Uh, I would say him and the dude from Kansas City, the doctor who opted out too because he's a starting offensive guard for the Kansas City Chiefs and he's a big part of their offensive line. Tardif, I believe his name is. So when you look at Jawan James, right, he is the tackle for the um, Denver Broncos. Excuse me, just trying to get the name of this offensive lineman for Kansas City. Uh, Laurent Laurent Dervinay Tardif. So he's the most interesting man in the NFL. He's opted out. So it's a toss-up between Tardif and Jawan James Piz. And the reason why is because you're looking at two teams that I believe trust that they found their quarterback. Obviously, one, that was dumb when I said it's Pat Mahomes. Erase that part. But when it comes to Drew Locke, I think Denver is very confident in Drew Locke. And if you look at what they did this offseason, they're kind of doubling down on him. They get Judy in the draft, I think is a steal at number 15. Still can't believe that he fell that late. And then you get Hamler out of Penn State, who I'm a fan of. I think that he really didn't put up the numbers that he could have because he was playing at Penn State, and they didn't really have a passing offense like that. And then you bring in Melvin Gordon. You got Font, year two, coming in. You've done a lot to that offense. Also, also, Cortland Sutton was a pro bowler last year. And I know that there's a common misconception when it comes to pro bowl voting. I The way I look at pro bowl is, were you one of the best players at your position? And yeah, he was, especially in the AFC. So you're looking at a really young and fun offense. I saw a report from Sport Track. Shout out to them. They do really, really good stuff when it comes to looking at contracts. I think the Denver Bronco offense gets paid less than $9 million combined. That's excluding Melvin Gordon because they brought him in via free agency. He always got to overpay players in order to bring him in. So you lose that right tackle now, Piz, for for Denver, who is a lot of people's kind of AFC sleeper team to make the playoffs from not making it the year before. I would hop on board as well. I really like what Denver has done. But when you look at Denver just as a whole, there's one thing that's a little bit concerning with the Broncos, though Drew Locke was 4-1 and one in his last five games. They did add a lot of offensive weapons. Their strength of schedule is going to be one of the harder strength of schedules in the NFL, especially if you kind of do the win-loss record in your head of the opponents that they'll be playing. So it's a big year for Denver, right? You don't know what's happening with the Chargers in the quarterback position, Tyrod Taylor, though that entire team is stacked. Tyrod Taylor got to do just enough in order to not lose them games is what I think the L.A. Chargers are going to be going into. And, of course, you have the Raiders moving from Oakland to Vegas, and there's a lot of uncertainty over there, though I do like what they did in the draft the last couple of years. So when you're looking at Denver, when you lose uh, Jawan James now, a guy that they were banking on for the offensive line, I would say him. I would say he's the biggest factor right now that's not going to be playing in 2020. And, look, this is as of... Monday, August 3rd at 3.15. And who knows? I think more and more guys are going to come out. Odell Beckham Jr. came out and said that he doesn't feel right playing this year. He says that the owners own them. And, you know, there's been a lot of heat over the term owner over the last couple of years as well. And Odell feels as if the players are being forced to play. And there's all these circumstances with COVID. But I think... 
if you're looking at Jawan James, it's definitely him. I would have said CJ Mosley also, but the way I'm looking at it, CJ Mosley's probably the best player that's opted out. But when you're looking at teams that might make noise and make the playoffs, like it's not the Jets, man. A lot of shit got to happen for the Jets to make the playoffs. Where Denver, it seems more likely, especially for me. And especially if you look at the betting odds, they do have a higher win total than the New York Jets. They do have better division odds than the New York Jets. So when you're looking at that perspective, I do think that Jawan James is a bigger loss for any team when it comes to COVID-19 stuff. So Piz, thank you for the question, brother, brother. Uh, Burnsy, Raptors, crazy to think they'll repeat. So it's not crazy at all. I think that they've been severely disrespected. And one of the reasons why is a very obvious reason. They lose Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is arguably a top three player in the NBA. I think that's undeniable. And I wouldn't give you the time time of day to debate me when it comes to that. Kawhi Leonard is definitely top three. Wherever you want to place him in the top three, three, I don't blame you. I won't knock you. But you lose a guy like that. But the team didn't really regress that much. Nick Nurse, I know reports came out that it's going to be uh, Billy Donovan and Budenhoser over in Milwaukee as coaches of the year. And I feel like it should have been Nick Nurse. When you lose a guy like Kawhi Leonard and you still maintain a top three seed, your other players buy in to that because it's easy, bro. If you lose your best player, the guys in the locker room could definitely look around and be like, man, you know what? We have a built-in excuse that we could suck this year. And it's because Kawhi's not here. It's the same shit that I always say about one of the best situations that a rookie quarterback has ever come into was Dak Prescott, right? Dak Prescott gets put into a team that a year and a half prior was 13 and 3, 14 and 2 were the Dallas Cowboys. The did he catch it Des year against the Green Bay Packers. And then the year after, Tony Romo gets hurt. They get a top five draft pick, they get Zeke, and then they get Dak later on. But it's like, yo, that that team was built to win now. That's why they took Zeke with the number four overall selection. And Dak went into a situation where they had the best offensive line in the league. They had a really underrated defense at the time. And they had a lot of weapons at his disposal. So Dak stepped into a situation where it was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a third, fourth round pick, day two pick. But everything around me is really, really fucking good. So when you're looking at it from that perspective, I think it's not crazy to think that the Raptors can repeat. I do think there's something that I'm worried about when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks. I just can't figure it out yet. I think Toronto's battle-tested. I think everyone's sleeping on the defending champion, and they're being severely disrespected. And they had that big win over the Lakers. That kind of seemed like it got lost in the shuffle over the weekend because, shit, man, what a great weekend of sports, right? We had the FA Cup final. Shouts to my guy Pulisic. Um the only American to ever score in the FA Cup final, I believe it was. Then he pulled up with his hamstring, and that was really devastating because right now Christian Pulisic in Chelsea is playing the best soccer that he's ever played in his career, and the dude is only 20, 21 years old, and the future is really bright for him. Hopefully the injury is just something like very minor, and he'll be back in a couple of weeks. But I do believe he's going to miss the leg against Bayern Munich and the Champions League. So a lot of MLB, a lot of NHL kicking off. UFC, more soccer, NBA, and that was a big win for for the Raptors over the weekend. So I don't think, Burnsy, it's crazy to think that Toronto could win it all again. It's it's something that I don't think a lot of people are mentioning enough. I know their odds were close to about 25 to 1 to win it, which I thought was crazy for a defending champion. But I think it was the the public perception of them losing Kawhi Leonard that gave people a built-in excuse for them to be able to be a team that regresses this year. And I think Siakam stepped up, Fred Van Vliet playing for a contract. I would love for the Knicks to throw him some money and bring him on over there. A lot of guys on one-year deals. That's why going back, my stance has never changed on Kawhi Leonard. I feel like Kawhi Leonard should have went back to Toronto for a chance to repeat, man. That's something special. That's something that not a lot of teams do. And if you're Kawhi Leonard, you look at all these guys, Ibaka, Lowry, Van Vliet, um, I don't know the situation for Siakam, but Gasol, all these guys were coming back on one-year deals, so like run it back with them, but 
again, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's easier to say that now. And plus, he's been wanting to play in L.A. for all this time. So, yeah, it's not crazy to think that they'll repeat, man. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think it's it's a two-team race. And I think ultimately, whoever comes out the West is going to be the team that's going to win it. And that brings me to this next one. But you know what? Let's take a break and do an ad read while we're at it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Bet online. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24 7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'd be like to play without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And another ad read that we have with a personal, personal promo code. This one will mean a lot to me, guys, if you guys go over there and check them out. It's Deal Dash. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over a thousand auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 10, sorry, an extra 100, what the f- 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts. Go to dealdash.com and use the promo code VM or dealdash.fm slash VM. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M promo code VM and tell them we sent you. Tell us what you think about the site and most importantly, congrats and thank you. So back to the questions before we took a break for the ads to pay some bills. Uh, my guy Rune, shouts to Rune man, an OG, big supporter of everything that we do over here at VM and the brand. From Lakers to Clips, put $50 at plus 320. What are your thoughts? So what he means by that is he's put $50 on the Clippers to win the title at odds of plus 320. And that is a return of plus 160 is what he's getting. So the way his ticket should look is risk $50 to win $160, right? Half of $320, $160 to collect $210. That's how like your ticket will look in that situation when it comes to sports betting because with sports betting now being more acceptable and sports books being able to, a lot of brick and mortar, right? Or even even like when you do it on accounts like DraftKings and FanDuel and even Bet Online, who's a sponsor of the show, shouts to them. The way it looks is you got to deposit money in. So it's it's different from like in the days past with illegal bookies and, and online shady accounts where you were, you were betting on credit, which is the worst thing that you could do is because you're betting with money that you don't really have. It's like, I'm going to pay it the following week. And that's where shit gets really confusing. And that's when shit gets really crazy. Trust me, from experience, you do not want to bet on account and on credit because that is something where you think you have the money. But then when they come knocking on Thursdays and Fridays, like, hey, where's the money? I am doing my best Italian impersonation because for the most part, they are Italians, but I've said too much. When you bet the right way and you bet legally and you bet with accounts that it's not on credit, it is a bigger advantage to your mental health, to your sanity, to your well-being just mentally. Because it's something where... The biggest thing that has changed with me is that when I gamble now, it's I deposit money into an account. When it's gone, it's gone. But I've already given the money away. I've, I've given the money. It's not like I have to pay it the next week. And for those of you that aren't betters, 
Think of it as a credit card. It is the same thing. That's why the accounts are on credit. Think of it when you would bet with a bookie and when you would bet illegally, it was like a credit card. You have a limit that you don't actually have the money, but what you're doing is you're paying it the following week. Whereas credit cards, you pay monthly minimum payments. So I hope you guys enjoyed that betting lesson right there. So from Lakers to Clippers, yeah, I'd agree with you, man. Right now, after what I've seen, and I know the Lakers beat the Clippers in that exciting game one, LeBron James getting the go-ahead bucket at the end of the game and then locking up Kawhi and Paul George there, that kind of showed you that like, yo, I'm still the big dog here. 17 years in the league, it's shit got to go through me. But you got to remember, Lou Williams was out in Magic City. And listen, as someone who has dabbled in uh, gentlemen's clubs in the past, it is a good time. And the food is very underrated. And I think I've said way too much already. But shout out to Lou Williams, who if I had wings named after me at 11, I'd probably be pulling up out of the bubble too. Remember, he didn't play. Harold didn't play also. And I think ultimately why I'm siding with the Clippers, and I know I'm betting against LeBron James, the reason why I'm siding with the Clippers is because of the depth. The depth is really big. Crunch time, you're looking at George, Kawhi, Lou Williams out there as three dynamic scorers, guys that could get buckets anywhere on the court and create their own shots. Whereas I do think it's a huge mismatch having Anthony Davis out there. There's no one on the Clippers that could guard him. And even if it's Harold, like, no disrespect, AD is playing at a really high level with LeBron. And it's just, you know, Similar to what AD did to the Blazers years back in that playoff series. He was able to do whatever he wanted. I think he'll. they don't have an answer for him. Now, the Lakers don't have an answer for the guard play of the Clippers when they're going to have guys like George bringing up the ball and Lou Williams bringing up the ball. But, man, Rune, right now, and, you know, Jack, not to steal your thunder, my guy Jack sent in a question, NBA Finals pick right now. Just to combine two questions in one, I'm leaning towards the Clippers, man. I'm leaning towards the Clippers, and I think that's who ultimately wins it, and I'm going with the depth there. I hope I'm wrong because I'm a LeBron head. I hope I'm wrong. I hope LeBron James can will them there. But, man, does he look good 17 years in the league. Just He looks slim. He looks uh, more explosive. It's so crazy, man. Maybe that rest was... was um, a blessing in disguise for LeBron James and the Lakers. So there's that. Um, Mansky asked, what happened with Cespedes? Okay, so this is crazy. Um, just didn't show up. Very similar to, do you guys remember when Derek Rose played on the Knicks and he just disappeared? What is it about these teams in New York that are orange and blue where guys just fucking disappear? man, what is worse, being a Mets fan or anything else? <laughs> like, fuck, man, fuck. You're looking at this team where they haven't addressed the closer situation. Edwin Diaz blow, blowing games left and right. Um, forget, I was going to say something inappropriate, but <laughs> he's blowing games left and right. Outside of the Grom, there's nothing, right? Syndergaard got Tommy John surgery, so he's out this year. It's kind of the same shit with the Mets. There's always some fuckery. They're going to sell the team to this like billionaire owner and then something fell apart. And it's just, it's just, it's a shit show. It's a shit show. And Cespedes, now the reports are starting to start to come out that he opted out of the season and his contract because he just didn't want to play due to COVID situations. But this is a guy who has been a lot of funky shit in his career, right? Comes, got, brought into the United States through like the Cuban cartel. There were reports coming out and he owed them money too. And like, there's a lot of shit that has been circulating over the years with Cespedes, but it brings up a good point that Fox brought up. And again, I'm going to combine two questions in one is the MLB going to be canceled. And I think the one thing with the MLB and we could use the Cespedes example as one is man, it is hard to patrol that many players in so many different areas of the country, right? There's no bubble in the MLB. That's why the NBA is doing it right. That's why the UFC is doing it right. It's like, yo, UFC, for us to go to Fight Island, you're flying into Vegas, you're getting COVID tested, you're quarantining quarantining 
in Vegas, then you're going to Abu Dhabi. When you land there, you take another COVID test. Then you're in your you're in your hotel room for 48 hours, and then you're gonna get tested again. And then you do your weight cut, and then you go to weigh-ins. Then you get tested again. Right? This past weekend, we had Gerald Gerald uh, Mearshart, GM3, one of uh, our a fan favorite, and one of our our homies, Jared Gordon. They're sparring partners. They're they're out of the same camp. They've worked together many times. They're good friends. He had to pull out day of the fight. Day of the fight. Fuck. An hour and a half before before the lineups locked, if you we were playing DFS, and before the card started, his fight just got scrapped with Ed Herman. And it's like, it's it's something that, it's, it's mad hard to monitor all these players. And that's with them being in a bubble in the NBA where everyone's in Orlando, right? That's with all these precautions that the UFC is taking where they set up their own island in Abu Dhabi. And I know there's been events there in the past too, but this was like a real thing that they kind of just threw up together. And it's just hard, man. It's hard to patrol that many people. That's why I'm genuinely concerned. And I've kind of put in my head that there's not going to be an NFL season. I hate to break it to you. And trust me, I am devastated. My pockets might not be devastated because I'll save me some money. But I'm going to be devastated because with the NFL, it is very hard to patrol that many people. You're talking about 53 men rosters. Then you're looking at a coaching staff of, what, 15 to 20. Let's just say 20 people. You're at 73. Then you're talking about scouts and front office people. You're probably pushing closer to 100 beat reporters, beat writers, and reporters for the team. You're looking at over 100 people. You can't keep 100 people in one confined area for six months. It's not going to happen, bro. It's, just, it's, it's asking too much. And I think that's the only way that you can have the NFL season kick off and, and, and go right. I think MLB is going to get canceled because you had the Marlins, like, what was it half the roster? Half, half, the, half, the players on, half the players on the Marlins got tested positive and they postponed games. And they're trying to force 60-game regular season in a 66-67 day cycle. It's just hard, man. It's so hard to patrol that many people. Like, where's this guy? Where's that guy? It's hard. You don't think these guys are going to be... These guys are millionaires, bro. You guys watching this video on YouTube or listening to this, you don't like being in your crib. Imagine if you were stuck in your crib and you had millions of dollars. Like, you're not going to get tempted to go out. Some guy's going to invite you to the bar. Hey, come grab a drink with me. What are you doing? Or some girl's going to hit you up like, yo, I'm with my friends at this bar. Pull up. Maybe one week you'll be disciplined and you'll be able to not go and you fight that temptation. But eventually, like, bro, I've been shit. The guys in the NBA, Lou Williams went to a gentleman's club, bro. Like it's, it's just hard. It's just hard to be able to navigate through all that, to keep your eye on all of these people. And Gardner Minshew on the COVID list, Matthew Stafford COVID list, eight players that are projected starters for the Patriots on both, all three sides of the ball COVID list. You had Jawan James, who we opened up the show with as my most important player that's opted out. There's going to be more. There's going to be more. And it's just hard to monitor. So to bring it full circle back to what happened with Cespedes and what happened with the MLB, whether or not that's going to get canceled, I just think that it's way, way too many people to to monitor. And especially when you don't have them in a bubble. You don't have them in a region. Right. Like, why not do something where you got the Pirates, the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, you got the Phillies, maybe the Nationals. Right. That's six teams right there. You just put them in the Northeast like you're playing all your games in the Northeast. And I know it's going to be different because you're going to have all these divisions and your schedule is going to be all ramped up. But you have all those teams in that bubble up there. Right. Maybe you throw both East divisions together. Right. The NL East and the and the AL East together, and, and and you play all those games at Yankee Stadium, for example. It's not going to matter because there's no fans there anyway, so it's not like the Yankees have a, a home field advantage. And then out West, right, you take all those AL West and NL West teams and you put them in Los Angeles, Dodger Stadium. You put them in, in Angel Stadium. You put them in San Diego, whatever. And then in the South, you put them all in at where the Rangers play, or you put them in Minnesota, Right? You put them like somewhere where it's like close and you could put a shitload of teams together and then from there it's easier for you to patrol. But 
It's hard, man. That's why I think you got to tip your cap to the UFC. You got to tip your cap to the NBA for doing it that way. And that's why I think the NBA is going to continue to go on until something crazy happens where that gets, they poke a hole in the bubble. So for now, I don't think, I think the MLB is going to get canceled very, very soon. And I'm really, really concerned for the NFL when it comes to that. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Okay, okay, okay. They are back. Once again, they are back. Our guys over at Manscaped. Support for Veterans Minimum comes from Manscaped, who is the best below-the-belt grooming Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. So, guys, as you guys all know, and as you could see from any time that I um, shocked the internet with how hairy I am, and I surprise you all with shirtless pictures of myself being incredibly, incredibly hairy. And some might say that I wear a sweater sometimes, which is very, very mean. And you know I'm sensitive. But with that being said, Manscaped is fantastic. They've redesigned their electric trimmer. They've spent 18 months perfecting the trimming for the grapefruits, right? If you just envision how hairy I am up top, down low is not that good. It is not that good. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower, which is very, very nice. Very, very nice. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Guys, you gotta clean, you got to keep that region nice and clean, spotless, right? You're going to enjoy it. They'll enjoy it. You'll all have a good time, a very enjoyable time. But it needs to be groomed, right? Don't you like to get your hair cut every now and then, right? Don't you like the, the barber to line up your beard? You know what I'm saying? You got to. You got to take care of those grapefruits. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Cut that grass, baby. Cut that grass. And they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with the quiet stroke technology. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code VM at manscaped.com. Trust me. Trust me. Your balls will thank you. And so will your plus one. So will your plus one. That's 20% off free shipping with the code VM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code VM. If you guys use the code, send me a screenshot, DM us at Veterans Minimum, at The Lamb Show, DM us. And if we could get 10 people to purchase something, I'll do a giveaway, hat and shirt giveaway of your choosing. Maybe tank tops, the VM shop, the loyalist.com slash Veterans Minimum. We got some tank tops. A lot of you guys have been asking for them. We got them for you. Shouts to Manscaped once again, a sponsor of this show. And yeah, trust me, man, it's good. It's lit. It's a good time. Got to keep them balls nice and shiny and spotless. <laughs> a few people have asked this one in particular, so I apologize if I don't include your name in this, but what have you learned during peak quarantine for you? And have you picked up any interest that you might want to share? So what have I learned during peak quarantine? I love working out. Um, not being able to go to the gym is probably the biggest thing that has changed for me. Because it's an escape, right? I compare it to a show you listen to. Um, a podcast, a, a book you're reading, a video game, whatever it might be, a TV show, this podcast, whatever it is, it provides an escape. And having to work out in my room, having to work out in my garage, it's like, yo, I've, I've been stuck here at home. And it sucks, but I realize how much I love jujitsu, not being able to do it for four months. I've been rolling lately with a couple of buddies, just kind of setting it up in the backyard and kind of just like pummeling left and right and, and working on submissions with one another. But it's not the same. It's not the same. One thing that I've learned about myself is 
man, it's something that I touched on with the episode with Mustafa and shouts to my guy, J-Dub, once again. And, you know, it was just his birthday last weekend. Happy birthday to you, my good brother. You know, you can't trip over something you can't control. And this pandemic, it really hit us in the face. It was a knockout punch to a lot of us. And it's something that when you realize that it's not just happening to you, it kind of lessens the blow a little bit. Because I can understand if you're listening to this. And shit, I put myself in this situation too where I got super depressed at one point because I'm like, damn, son, I'm doing everything in my crib. Like I'm playing video games. I'm working out. I'm eating. I'm not leaving. Bro, I didn't leave my crib. So my birthday is March 11th. That was Rudy Gobert Day. From that day until Memorial Day weekend, I only would leave my crib to run around my block. That's the only time. I didn't see my friends until like Memorial Day weekend. Um, when, when Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje fought, we kind of set up the cameras. Uh, we all did like a Zoom meeting. So I didn't go anywhere, right? I was stuck inside like a lot of people were. But you got to understand that it wasn't just happening to you. I can understand how devastating it might be if it's only happening to you. But it was conversations that I've had with a lot of people. And it's that, yo, you can't trip over something you can't control. Like, we couldn't control this. There's nothing we could do when the government shuts down everything, when your governor shuts down everything, when your businesses are being taken away. Fuck, my buddy, two two of my buddies, they own a diner in New York City for 30 years, bro. 30 years. That's three decades. I wasn't even around when that shit opened up. And they had to shut down their business. And it sucks, man. And it sucks, but you got to understand that it's not you. You're not the bad person. Your work isn't bad. It's just that these these businesses, these companies, they have to cut costs. They have to keep themselves afloat. You're not able to pay rent. You're not able to withstand the excellence that you had for 30 years. Like, bro, and the same thing that I told my friend. You're not going to be open for 30 years if you were whack. Like, you're just not. Right. My my dad's been a street vendor for 20, 28 years, 49th and Park. I'm 29. He's had it as long as he's had me. And even for us, man, to pull the curtain back a little bit, you know, we we just finally got our food truck and I've been through hell and back to get that son of a bitch. And it's ready. It's good to go. It's everyone that I've shown pictures. I don't know if they're blowing smoke on my ass or if they're being genuine, but I could tell from the certain people that have told me about it. They say it's the best food truck that they've seen, but we still can't operate it because right now the city is in flux. There's a lot of uncertainty. We're basically hanging on by a thread as well. And there's a, there's a yin and a yang, right? There's a, there's a blessing and a nightmare where the nightmare is we haven't been able to really take the next step with our business despite being ready, despite all the sacrifices and all the BS that I had to go with becoming a police officer to um, that not working out and dumping thousands and thousands of dollars that I saved of my own money and ru- ruining relationships because I couldn't commit to certain things because of this thing weighing over my head where ultimately what I wanted to do is what I'm doing now, which is the podcast and this this brand that I'm building, this sports and conversation brand, which I like to, to call it. Um, I love interesting. I love fascinating. I love just talking to people. And I like building something brick by brick. And all I wanted to do was that. And like my buddy Mustafa said a while back is I started calling my food business the dream supply because it's supplying all this stuff that you see around me. And I'm taking the next step to build a studio and i'm looking at apartments to move all this stuff over there so i can have an escape from my crib to a place where i'm like yo now i'm locked in i'm stepping into this building i gotta go to work gsd get shit done but it goes back to what i was saying before how the nightmare is that like it's it's been hard for my family as well it's been really hard during quarantine because we're self-employed that's the ultimate if you don't work you don't eat And a lot of things have had to be sacrificed. That's just how it is. On the flip side is despite no sports, the show is doing the best it's done since the breakup of the original cast of characters that were on the show. And I talked about that last week on the podcast and show with Mustafa, where I was prepared for that decline in the show because it was just a completely new show what it was going to be. But now, like, I could explain exactly what this show is. And it took a while. So, like, despite, that's why it's so crazy to me that despite no sports for all these months, the show has been doing the best that it's ever done without no sports. 
And it's allowed me to experiment with different things and get on different guests and and, and gravitate the conversation, uh, navigate, I should say, gravitate, what the fuck, <laughs> navigate certain conversations that I probably wouldn't normally have if it wasn't for all this time. So I was able during quarantine, peak quarantine, until to this day, I've been able to prioritize the shit that really matters and what don't, man. Because for as much as we hate our nine to five jobs or we might not like it, it's like, yo, I'm throwing my life away, you know, going clocking in, clocking out and shit. And like, oh, happy hour. I can't wait. Like, bro, I stopped living for the weekend. Like, I think that shit is lame as fuck. When I hear people like, oh, it's Friday, almost a week or it's Thursday, almost a weekend. Happy hump day. It's like, bro, you got to live it up every day. You got to, you, you got to, you got to find shit that you're into and you just got to do it. You just got to do it and you got to be patient with it. My buddy, Zach Lotto, shout out to Zach. I had him on during the NFL playoffs. What do you want? And what are you willing to sacrifice for it? I hope that was the quote, Zach. I know you're listening. My good brother, hope you're doing well down there in the Carolinas, but it's right, man. And I think quarantine has taught me like what's important who's important i'm telling people that i love them a lot more than i ever did before i'd be texting my friends and i'm telling them like yo man i'm thinking about you i've been doing this all year hey man i'm thinking about you i hope you're doing well they're like all right what the fuck is going on are you all right it's like yeah i'm good man i'm good I'm, i'm i'm very happy with where i'm at right now everything is going great i picked up some new hobbies i'm 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 reading more um i'm playing a lot of xbox but it's just you you learn to prioritize like bro i went out this weekend and i couldn't wait to come home i came home the same day it's just like that's just not that's not me anymore like my interests have changed all i care about is a handful of things and if it doesn't help me get to where i want to get to i'm canceling it out so it's it's just what what do you want and what are you willing to sacrifice for it and that's that's a couple of things that i've learned during quarantine it's you really prioritize what's important your health is important like yo all this shit that's going on with the craziness with the mask and like should you wear a mask should you not wear a mask well if you want nfl season to come back you should maybe wear a mask number one and number two it's like why isn't there a bigger discussion on like your health and like, you know, going out and seeing the sun and working out and staying fit and eating right? Like there's so many other reasons that could help prevent all this stuff and to keep you strong. So that that's a couple of things that I, I've learned about myself during quarantine. And I've learned from others too. Like I think you could, this is one of my favorite quotes that I came up with. Um, <laughs> Might have to get a copyright or a trademark this one, but I think you could dominate a conversation by being silent. By being all ears and being able to listen to people. And when you're able to listen to people, I think it's very telling. You can learn a lot about something when you're not in that particular category or genre of arts that you're into. So I know I kind of went off on a rant there, but that that's from the heart. That's very honest. I think that's one thing about me that you guys have really gravitated to. Ah, ah, full circle on that one. Fucked it up before, but dropped the gem now. It's because I'm honest with you, man. I tell you guys my flaws. I like to admit when I'm wrong. And I'd rather try to get it right than be right. And I think that's a problem that a lot of us have is that we want to be right and we want to be first. Same shit I talked about with Mustafa last week. How like people were rushing to tweet out that Kobe Bryant passed away without getting the full details. And then they started making all these speculations and all these assumptions. And it's like, yo, bro, in the end of the day, he got a family that he's left behind and shit. And like, this is a severe thing. You can't come back from death. So, again, that's that's what I've learned during quarantine. And just know that it's not just happening to you. All right, let's end this one with a fun question. My guy, Christopher Velasquez, shout out to you, man. A loyal listener, a Patreon member. And you know what? While we're at it, let's give a, let's give a rundown of the members of the Patreon that get their shout outs as they should at the end of every episode or at some point throughout the episode. I know, guys, I don't do it at the end of every episode, but you know what? I'm going to try to at least get it in whenever I can. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so we got Christopher Velasquez. We got Derek Plates, Corey Johnson Hoops, Nick Chavez, and my guy Flying Ryan Pisner. So Chris asks, top five sports movies and an underrated one. So um i watched this the other day man and i don't know if a lot of you guys have seen it i wouldn't say it's a sports movie but it's a gambling movie 
and the World Series of Poker is on ESPN under different circumstances. So I think the movie 21, it's a fascinating story. It's a true story. If you guys know Jeff Ma from ESPN and the Action Network, he that's who the movie is about. It's the MIT kids that would fly to Atlantic City. Well, go to Atlantic City or fly to Vegas under fake personas and fake names and fake disguises. And they would play blackjack. They would count cards. Kevin Spacey. I know. I know. He's in the movie. Fucking crushes it. But he's in the movie. And I don't know the main actor's name. The kid that portrays Jeff Ma. I don't know his name. I haven't really seen him in many movies afterwards, but it's a fantastic movie. It's on Netflix. It's super, super entertaining. And it's based on a true story. And they count cards at Blackjack and they just like go through these leaps and bounds. And he tries to pay for med school or law school. I think it was Harvard Law is what he was trying to get into. But I think that's a very underrated question to add, uh, to answer. Sorry, an underrated movie to answer your question. Um, I loved Moneyball. I think Moneyball is fantastic. Or Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, one of the goats. Goats of goats. Um, I like Space Jam. Love Space Jam. Um, I think... Uh, hmm. Remember the Titans is a classic as well. Any Given Sunday is a classic as well. If you want to ask me about sports documentaries, I love Notorious on Conor McGregor. I think that's really, really cool. Icarus on the Russian the Russian Olympic team where like all of them were on PEDs and steroids and shit when they were in the Olympics. And just so fascinating how I think that might be the most interesting documentary I've ever seen because it starts off without giving away too much. It starts off with this guy who wants to do he does a cycling event not on steroids and then he does steroids for a whole year i believe or like six months six months into the same event the next year but he does all these peds and he wants to see like do his times improve is it does it really help you or is it just something that you just like ah that guy did steroids cancel him keep him out the hall of fame take away his yellow coat wherever the hell it is that they were at the Tour de France. And the guy that's helping him is this Russian dude who ends up spilling the beans on like the entire Russian Federation, how like all these guys won all these Olympic medals. And basically he just kind of blew the whistle on everything that was going on in Russia. And then like, they're going to kill him. And you know, it's crazy. The name of that one is Icarus. So I would say that the two Escobars to this day is my favorite 30 for 30. It's about Pablo Escobar and Andreas Escobar, the Colombian soccer player who scored the own goal. Fascinating, fascinating. Even if you're not a soccer fan, I've always been fascinated by Pablo Escobar and his rise to fame and the power that he had, the, the Robin Hood to some people, but then that evil, psychotic demon to a whole nother area of Colombia. And just the, the 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 cocaine industry of the 70s and 80s and early 90s and shit how like crazy it was and they show you uh the cocaine cowboy documentaries are really really interesting too that guy that directed those movies did the u 30 for 30s as well, as well billy corbin i think his name was corden or corbin i'm sorry i should have that but these are all things that are just popping up in my head kind of shows you south beach like pre the cocaine era and then post how like all those condos and shit that you see have been built because of the cocaine era and the power of cocaine in the uh 80s and 90s and i know i've just said cocaine a shitload of times in a row but i've always just been incredibly fascinated by that whole world and genre so i think those are really really interesting um more movies miracle miracle oh my god the speech that he gives if you don't go out there and beat them, you're going to take that to your fucking grave. Then he just walks out. Because like, yo, I'll be, I'll keep it a buck with you. I didn't know that them beating the Russians was in the semifinals until like years later. When I was like 17, 18 years old and the movie came out. I was like, oh shit, that wasn't the gold medal? Because you heard about the Soviet Union being this dominant 
super dominant powerhouse, right? They had won so many Olympic gold medals in a row and they were just like the heavy favorite. I remember someone saying like it was the biggest favorite anyone's ever been for any event ever. And the U.S. team, which didn't really have it, it was all college kids. And they end up winning the gold medal, but beating them. So that's a really good one. Invincible is super cool. Mark Wahlberg plays Vince Papali, who basically becomes a walk-on NFL player for the Philadelphia Eagles. So those are some of my favorite movies, man. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. These are always really cool. Um, I thought this was a really good conversation, despite being by myself. And hopefully I kept you guys captivated throughout. You can check out the show on the YouTube channel. Throughout the week, I'm going to be dropping each question as a video. Um, shout out to everyone that sent in questions. There were about uh, another 10 to 15 questions that I sent in. But again, most of these came from members of the Discord. Uh, higher priority. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Check that out. Get in on the contest. And yeah, I'll catch you later this week. I got a fun episode planned. So, yo soy Fiesta and congrats. You think you got it, I got it for real. You think you got it, I got it for real. This one for those they forget in my city. This dog off the leash and is ready to kill. Homie, go finish your meal. I'm coming for real. Taking that food right off of your grill. Nick, you too ill. Can't let it drop and me spill. Clogging the lane, I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.